This is Radio for Babies. not actually radio, nor is it recommended for babies, though our production staff is a bunch of babies. Each episode, I'll spin the magic wheel of words that contains all the words known in the English language, or at least a dozen or so of them. Using the random words selected as a starting point, we'll have a brief, free-flowing conversation. The topics of that conversation will then be used to create a series of improvised scenes. We hope those scenes will make you laugh or smile, or at least chuckle to yourself a little bit. Oh, spin the wheel now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not spinning. Three, two, one, dead air. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And scene. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, well, it landed okay, on. Pre- yeah, yeah. It landed on presenters. 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 Yeah. Presenters. <clears throat> so I did. Uh, Back when I worked at American Residential Services, which is kind of like a big HVAC company, I worked at their corporate headquarters when they were located in Memphis. I think they're in Houston now. Uh, but I had to, I had like a direct, like this, the uh, CEO of the company loved me because I could do all these like motion graphics and stuff. Uh, and so I did like this big uh, presentation for him for the manager's conference that they did in Florida. And uh it was basically all these like uh, basic, it was, were these, uh, what's the right word for it? Motivational phrases that then I then animated. So it was like stand tall and then the word tall would Mm. grow Mm -hmm. and just kind of just did separate phrases like that really clearly. And he wanted it to be set to the uh, music of uh, taking care of business by I think it's Bachman Turner Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. And by the time I was finished with this project, I hated that song. It was never my favorite to begin with, but I really hated it at the end of it because I heard it a million times putting this presentation together. And then by then when we got done with it, the lawyers on our floor freaked out because they're like, it's gonna cost like ten thousand dollars to get the rights to this. <laughs> and so they had this whole discussion. Do we just do it and hope no one sues us, or do we just you know, so there was this whole, this legal discussion and they ended up just doing it. So if Bachman Turner Overdrive is listening, ARS owes you $10,000 from like 15 <laughs> was, years ago. But this wasn't something that was like published, was it? No, it was like, just in front of a bunch of like right. year old men in a, in a, in the Swan uh, conference room at Disney World. So yeah, I don't even know if that's, if you're not making money off of it, I'm not, I think you can do that, can't you? Yeah, there was just all these discussions going on, whether that was the way it was or whether this, you know, uh, I think in the end, they realized there was just a risk they would take. Yeah, Yeah, I think like, there's, there's like all kinds of weird laws. It's like you can play 20, I think up to 20 second clips of songs without having to pay royalties. We played the whole song. (laughs) No, no, I know. But I'm just saying like, I think you can do like, I think a, like 10 to 20 seconds of a song without having to yeah. pay for royalties. I don't know. I think it's less than that because Cole, like Colbert always ends up humming a song or something. He goes, whoa, 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 nope, we can't do that. Yeah. It's like, like three <laughs> seconds of a song. Like the Beatles will come down hard on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might, but that also is, he's playing it up for comedy. And then the other thing is the parody clause. There's like a parody clause, yeah. which is how like Weird Al gets away with it. Because and he he said that in interviews like he always does try to reach out to the original artists and say hey can I do this, but he said um, 
he said even you know even if they say no it's like he can still do yeah, it. ghost is here yeah. <laughs> brian's here hey brian we're just doing a discussion uh presenter was the word uh just join in when you feel like it these are we're doing like true life uh talk right now well, i think we're early enough we'll just edit this part out and keep going yeah yeah the yeah the parody i mean weird al i think he said it's only like He's only done it one time where someone didn't get permission. Yeah, and I forget who it was. It was uh, Coolio, but, I think. Yeah, it, but it was, no, Coolio, he got permission. Yeah. He, he thought he had permission from Coolio. Oh, but okay, was, like, but I know he like, didn't like it. Like, Prince didn't give him permission to do a song. Like, Prince said no. And so he, thought, didn't do, he didn't do a Prince song. Like, well, Prince was, like, incredibly litigious about his stuff. Yeah. Which is really strange that he never set up an estate of any kind. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like his music is in this weird limbo right now uh, because he never set up any kind of like will or, you know, I don't know. He was living in the moment too much. Too busy playing basketball with Dave Chappelle. He's got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I used to work at a radio station back in the high school days. And uh, this was before all the technological stuff. It was just actually records, actual DJ spinning records. And it was like ever so often, every so often you had this ASCAP, I can't remember what it stood for, where you had to write down every song you played yeah. so it could be submitted to, they could, you know, figure out the loyalties. And, you know, I was just on a Beatles kick and I was writing Beatles songs, you know, playing a lot of Beatles songs. And the next DJ came in and said, you know, Michael Jackson gets all the royalties for those songs. I was like, what? What are you talking mm -hmm. about? I was like, oh, yeah, he, he owns a lot of the rights. I don't know, all the rights. He, he owned their entire book. Oh, wow. For a long piece, time. A piece of it, like the publishing rights or something. It was weird. And, and I think that's why he and Paul, Paul McCartney had kind of a diff for a while. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then I remember a few years ago, the the right, like the, it expired or something like that. And then people started using Beatles songs in advertisements. There's like, a, and I don't know if they, if, if it's changed since then, but there was like a period of time where it's like, Beatles songs are okay to use again. And well, then they, like, you'd hear them in commercials and then now you never hear them anymore. Yeah, they got them, they got them back. Cause then they came out with the, remember they came out with their, their top singles, the Beatles one album. <laughs> That was like after they got him back and they made a whole, they were allowed to like make a new album, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons that uh, copyright law is one of the reasons that It's a Wonderful Life became so huge. Because uh, TV yeah. stations could play it. I think it went into public domain or something. So TV stations mm -hmm. could play it like with no cost. And then everybody was like, oh, this is a tradition now. And it was just a way for TV stations to save money. And then I think some studio got the rights back to it, so they can't do it anymore. Unlike they still happy play birthday, it constantly, don't they? Like oh, happy birthday is the weirdest thing. Yeah, just when that just finally lost. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, like in the last 10 years, yeah. it's crazy. No, like the last, the last year or two. Like yeah. it no, no, it's been longer than a year. It's been, it's been in like the last five to 10 years. <laughs> Um, but I heard like the whole copyright thing started with Walt, like Walt Disney started it because some of his, like some of his films were going to go into the public domain and he was such a control freak over his animation style and everything that he's the one, like he did something. Like, like extended I, the amount of time or something for a couple Yeah, They've something like that. A couple that. Times. Yeah, yeah. They keep extending it and making it so like long mm -hmm. past dead people are still, yeah. 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 But Howard, I had a question for you because so you're talking about like you had to 
keep track of the songs you were playing on the radio to pay royalties. Aren't the don't the record studios send you the 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 music? Yeah, yeah, to they play? Send, I mean, they send you record or back in the day they would just send you records. I mean, mm-hmm. what you played and when, you know, varied. And so it was during the window it was like their sampling window for a day or two that you had to record to you know, write it all down what was played so they would have some basis for estimating what your royalties would be because these were being paid, played multiple times. Yeah, we, didn't do that in col- we didn't do that in college too. Oh, you did I, radio? I, I, used to sit my, I was on the radio, but I used to, my friend used to be a DJ. We used to sit in with them at the end of the, end of the night. We'd have to get the right down what song we just was just played. Because yeah. when, even though the record company sends it to you, they don't have any track of how often you're playing it. So they wonder yeah. like. But I guess I'm just surprised that the radio station would then pay royalties. No, no, it's not the ra- radio station paying the royalties. Oh. Yeah, it's just for them to sample so that. So they know like how much music yeah. their music is getting out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was no, like, wait, do. they're sending you the music. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we, to yeah, play. we were just helping them keep track of what's popular. But we, yeah, uh, we could play it for free. But but they just had needed to know who got the money for songs being played. And it was, but the nice thing was we had another easy listening station where it was just everything was on these big reel to reel tapes that you could program to go on and off. You know, mm-hmm. one song would end, it would start the song. So you just photocopy those, like yeah. Did you guys I'd have the little cartridge things? Oh yeah, yeah. That's all like your all these commercials were like like these eight track cartridges. We had those. Uh, we had a fake radio station. It didn't actually broadcast, but we had like the booth and everything. Uh, and so we had to do all the things that a radio station would do, except no one heard it. I think eventually they got it to where it would go like within like a mile of the school, so people on campus could hear it if they wanted to. But I doubt that anybody would want to. Wait, uh, wouldn't a fake radio station be a great idea for a podcast? Almost like UHF, but it's a bunch of audio weird shows. We well, like, UHF I mean, has a special place in my heart. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could have other shows on 101.3 WKZB anytime. Yeah. Or at oh, the yeah, very true. yeah, at the very least, you should do a you should just do advertisements for fake shows that you're never going to do. That would be your your break coming up next. Yeah. Oh yeah, all waffles um, all the time. yeah that's not a bad idea uh but yeah i wouldn't mind expanding my empire of my fake radio station that'd be cool yeah you could have like then you could have like a behind the scenes one where it's like them all together like the office like off of their (laughs) show like all joined together yeah yeah well well ultimately i want dead with benefits to turn into like its own podcast network um so i can be like an earwolf or a max fun or something like that but we need we need like people to listen to our podcast i think first <laughs> actually we've had a spike um in listeners recently uh so peter is a cornell alum and he i guess the the letter that they send out was like hey we're looking for people who have like alums that have podcasts and then they compiled them all and put them out there, and so uh, we've we've seen an uptick in Andy the Bernard downloads. is listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of exciting, just randomly seen like on a day like not a release day even, just suddenly like we have thirty downloads on like a Friday. I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. Did it sustain a little bit? Did you get some repeats? Yeah, September, August and September were some of our highest downloads. 
um, nice. ever in two years. So it was, it's pretty cool. Hopefully it'll, it'll keep going. Cool. I just got to say, I'm impressed that Daniel, Daniel, Dan do the, uh, do the alma mater of Andy. What I, I, for oh little yeah. Little yeah. Was, like, every time somebody says Cornell, I automatically think of okay. uh, the acapella. Andy from the office who yeah. could have been, this is an opinion of mine, but that could have been the best, the greatest comedy character ever written if they had let him leave right after the uh, incident with the uh, ceiling tile and the phone, like he went mm -hmm. away for anger management. Uh -huh. If he had never come back or only come back like once after that, that could have been the greatest character ever. Instead, they brought him back and they kind of watered him down and got him involved in all the soap opera stories. Mm -hmm. and, and the office also kind of went away from the cringy humor after that. Mm -hmm. uh, so it wasn't as good after that. I mean, it was still okay, but it, I think uh, it. I think the office should have ended after uh, the Pam and Steve, Jim's wedding. Yeah, because after Carell that, leaving at least they they became unbearable. I think one like I stopped. That was pretty much when I stopped watching, and then Steve Carell left, and they kept going. I was like, why? Why are you dragging when, this out? When they went to when they uh, mm. got to the point where we started learning about all the lives of the people in the annex in the back. That's when I think it kind of jumped the shark, uh, you know, and all the love lives and all the drama going on with that. Uh, I think that's when it kind of jumped the shark. I like just the first like three seasons maybe. And there were always little, yeah. you know, like the Scott's Tots is still like one of the best episodes just because it's so hard to get through. When that's the one where he uh, promised to buy, uh, prom promised to pay for all these kids uh, college tuition Mm -hmm. And then when they were like in first grade and then he comes back when they're graduating and he's like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, here's uh, laptop batteries instead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when Steve Carell left, that, that was the finale for me. I literally stopped watching. I was like, yep, and done. <laughs> I don't I, need I, anything more. <laughs> I he's in the that, finale though. Yeah. yeah well, he uh, apparently comes back. Not going back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then now it's on constantly it's just like uh, it's like comedy central only shows the office now um but i think i think a lot of shows should probably not extend past six seasons in yeah, general like, the good place was four seasons it had a beginning middle and end and it's done and it's awesome yeah yeah and i think it should be completely mapped out they should know exactly how they're going to end it they need like to know the overarching plot line and then max six seasons and then just move on because awesome. I think, yeah, not okay. But I'm gonna say <laughs> not every show deserves a movie. Six seasons um, in a movie, Community forever. Community does. The, <laughs> Although technically the, we only got five seasons, I don't count four. The Office does not deserve a movie, <laughs> but I think there's just too many. And like, there's also like the weird phenomenon of TV shows ending like really early and then becoming cult classics when they come back, they're never as good. Yeah, like Firefly should never come back. <laughs> I, Family Guy, Futurama, Firefly, Arrested Development. Like there's so many. It's like some, at some point you just have to let them live as short-lived cult classics. The best one season of any show ever was Freaks and Geeks. Mm. Oh, I forgot that was only one season, wow. That's so I thought many it was two though. for some reason. Uh, they had mapped out a second season, so there's interviews mm -hmm. where they talk about it. But the second season doesn't it. sound as good. They should do a movie it. where they do the same thing uh, Wet Hot American Summer did and have them play themselves <laughs> yeah. in high school when they're, they're like 40s, 45. 40s now. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I would watch that. Well, it's kind of cool because uh, the guy that played, uh, uh, wait a minute, I, I will know their names. Uh, the kid, the younger, uh, the main kid, John Francis Daly was the actor's name. Uh, anyway, he was, he was a writer on the Spider-Man movie from a few years ago, uh, Far From Home. No, no, the other one, uh, Homecoming. And his uh, partner uh, in it was the teacher in it, uh, Martin Starr. So, so they were like 15 when they did Freaks and Geeks, and then they're doing this sort of, sort of together as adults. Yeah, I always had trouble getting into the office. Like, I mean... Sounds like I'm trying to kick in my you, office, but I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the key it was doesn't little, work. Yeah, yeah. it's just so cringe. It would be so cringy. I, I watched it. Uh, it's hilarious, but then I was like, "Oh shit, this is just too close to home." <laughs> well, it's just obviously you've never seen many things credit. like this. I, I don't want to. I loved it. I live it. I don't want to live it. So, I would, <laughs> I, I would, so you've never seen the British one then, because that is even worse. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's cringe, like being like, "Oh God." Yeah. I didn't like the British office. I feel like that it was like a thing that people said to sound sophisticated where they're like the office, but the British one. And it's like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like the American one is, is better, but I also don't like Ricky Gervais in general. Um, Ricky Gervais and Martin Freeman when it, when it was earlier in the roles, I loved it. Well, Martin Freeman is adorable and a treasure, but I, <laughs> Ricky Gervais is awful. Um, <laughs> But I, I think one of the other problems is like, yes, there's the cringe factor and it's like secondhand cringe is almost worse. But I think when you know someone who is also very much like Michael Scott, it's like, uh, I don't know how to laugh at this because like, I know this person in real that's, life. That's what Did you it work with me. this person or was this person like in your family? Family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, Shocker, I, I have weird family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I worked with a Michael Scott, and he was the director. Oh, I didn't God. report to him, but I sat near him. I was like, how can your people be around you? I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should be careful. Those types tend to fail upwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that, like, no one wants to fire, so they're just like, eh, there'll be someone else's problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow, you'd be good at strategic management division. Why don't you go there? <laughs> and suddenly they're president. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Um, we got to talk about this. I got a call from Bachman Turner Overdrive's lawyers. Um, oh, apparently, we apparently Dan, you played this song forty-five times yesterday. They yeah. The album. So where did you get it? For one thing, where did I get the song? Yeah, they didn't. They never sent us this. They they didn't send us this album. I just plugged my phone into the to the outlet. So the the outlet the song came well like the cord i just plugged the because i don't like any of the songs that you guys have here at this station so i just plug my phone in and play what i want to play okay. i love taking care of business it's my favorite song well, of course we all love I'm getting married to that song yeah. it's on it's on the wall that's our motto of the station right we're yeah. just not allowed to play the song because the issues that the band had with our management so oh i didn't realize there was a history with them yeah i, I don't want to get it's actually they have a history with us yeah <laughs> there have been there have been complaints okay yeah. yeah that explains the restraining order i think that's like hanging next to the album cover mm -hmm. yeah that's uh oh it's a it's a delicate subject but listen 
regardless of that and the history and the animals that were hurt, you can't play the song 45 times in a row. Okay. Okay. Once? They're very, very much against the fur industry, Dan. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, since we make fur coats. Yeah, uh, that's true. It's it's a real big um you know thorn in their in their heel i honestly don't know why we started a radio station slash ford first store but mm -hmm. it happened and here we are well we very successful so we can't stop now well i i actually know the answer because um we started the the radio to gain some good public publicity because we were having all those protests so they're right. they're sort There's of so much blood under the same umbrella, but yeah, the, the red paint was, uh, we just couldn't keep up with the cleaning bills. So the, the radio station was sort of to counteract that. But yes, we, that's why we really can't play a whole lot of popular music. Because okay. The, the Are we good with playing really... Journey? I've got a lot of Journey on my phone. Oh yeah, Journey loves killing animals. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will play Journey from now on then. <laughs> So, um, Brian, I was thinking we could uh, watch a movie tonight, or we like we can catch up on the um, on that new show on Netflix. Uh, the one oh, that you the keep, new one. Yeah, I heard that. The was one really that you keep good. the one that you keep talking about. Yeah, everybody's been talking about it. I can't, you know, we've been left out of the last few conversations. I really want to, you know, get ahead of the game on this one. We could be yeah. the people talking about it. Yeah, because if we have to go out with um, Diane and Mark one more time and not have any idea what they're talking about, I'm, I just don't, I can't I mean, take I always, the humiliation anymore. Yeah, I never know if they're talking about their kids or their pets or what. At this point, I'm afraid to ask. I or, don't char wanna... or characters from yeah, a TV show. they're always making characters. Oh. Well, I mean, remember when they were talking about all the games of Thro all of Game of Thrones stuff, and we hadn't seen it yet, so we just thought yeah. that their kids lived and had like a really hellish high school. Oh, I thought it was high school. I thought it was a backyard, you know, like play center, like one of those cool castle ones. Okay, They're so we clear we didn't anything. even think the same thing. Like we both had completely different conversations happening. Yeah. Like, and it wow. wasn't until we, you know, we were both home with the flu and we watched all of Game of Thrones that we really understood. Mm-hmm. And then it just all made sense and clicked. I mean, mm -hmm. those people just cannot tell a story. Not like us. We can tell really good stories. Our stories are the best. I mean, ask anyone. I mean, that's just... why we're such a hit at parties. Everyone loves us at those things. They just can't get it enough. I mean, your story about the guacamole... Oh my oh, God. The guacamole. I, Let me tell you. I crack. Oh. I would love to hear the story again because I crack up every time you tell it. I mean, it's a crowd pleaser. It is. You know, it's just, <laughs> I don't want to play it out. I'm afraid if I tell it too many times, you might just get bored of it. I can never get but, bored of the guacamole story. But you're right. I have to persevere I mean, okay guacamole story the part with Chapter the sombrero one. Oh my god when the sombrero enters the story for that's when like i've peed my pants at four different parties when you told the guacamole story i know and i always wonder where you go and that's a, that's good to know i so have that, to run that's why i care that's why i carry a change of underwear and pants to every party hey howard yeah the ceo has asked for you 
personally to work on this project. Awesome. Is it because of my cool abilities with audio files and all that sort of it stuff? It is. It's exactly because of that. He, he likes the way you make him sound like Barry White. Yeah, yeah, I really get his voice down low. And, you know, yeah, you, you do that uh, yeah. little modulation on yeah, there. Yeah, you just crank up the bass. When he gave his, uh, when he gave his keynote address last year, uh, he just commanded the room with that voice. Yeah, and so that's yeah. why he's asking for you personally again this year. Yeah, I'll be glad to do it. I just, you know, we got to be careful and make sure he doesn't actually quote some of the Barry White lyrics like he did last time. That's true. You know, uh, you know he's... Uh, you know, when we got that lawsuit, uh, that really wasn't a lawsuit yet, but it was a cease and desist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, that's, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just have to steer him away from that, but he definitely wants the voice again. Yeah. We can get him the voice, but it, it also just sort of the, the feel of Barry White, you know, we could get a little trouble with some of our sensitivity training too, if he doesn't dial it back a notch this time. Was, yeah, we did have to have that uh, special HR person come in from corporate. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. not good. Uh, you know, just keep him away from any shoe polish. Yeah, right, right. And, you know, not and seeing Barry White lyrics. Yeah, let's get it on. I mean, that's not something you can say at a corporate meeting, you know. It's just, that's true. You know, you and gotta then, watch uh, context there. We also got in trouble with the uh, people that make those uh, those bases, you know, because he was playing that the entire time. Yeah, yeah. They did not like the way he was playing, so we got some in some trouble with that. Yeah, you know, the more we talk about this, the more this sounds like it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, you know, can we steer him in another direction, another? We could voice go the sound. opposite direction. You could like modulate his voice higher. Or or I was thinking we could do some Frampton and just do it through the guitar, you know. You know what? We could go with uh, some T Pain, do the uh do the voice modulation. Auto tune, thing. yeah. The auto tune. Yeah, yeah auto tune. Yeah, that'd be great. We use auto tune the whole thing. The only thing is you can't have him you can't auto tune it to happy birthday. Oh yeah, that's right, because of yeah, we got in trouble when yeah. we gave Martha a birthday party last week. Yeah, and what do we owe, like 10 grand for that now? We owe 20 grand. Oh, crap. That was our third offense. They're going after us. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, all right. So, T-Pain, though, I, you know. I think T-Pain's going to work. Can we get him to dress up like T-Pain, too? That might be fun. Well, he's already got the teeth. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Dan, so... Are you, ready, are you ready for the party tonight? It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Listen, uh, did you invite the Johnsons, though? You I did. did. You, you invited the Johnsons. Yeah. We They're our next-door neighbors. about this, though. They're so boring. They're so Tina and James boring. Johnson, correct? Yeah. The, the, the guys with the guacamole story? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is oh, it's so boring. And I love that story. Are you kidding? They tell it every time. And I, I'm sorry, but I don't find Sobreros funny. Okay, I know it goes again. It's it's a cultural thing for you, but... Uh, well, all right, I'll ask them not to tell the story, the Sombrero story. But they're our neighbors. Okay. If we have a party, they're going to know about it. And if I, we yeah. don't invite them, it's going to get awkward. I'm just going to have these long pauses all the time. Right, I, I get to it. Just, okay, just, but just make sure, just don't talk about... just. Don't talk about any new shows. You know they don't see any new shows. You know they're not going to know about the new shows. They're just going to be confused all night. 
Yeah, I know. It's just that, uh, you know, you and I enjoy watching The Watchmen. Uh, we enjoy watching uh, anything that's on HBO Max. Everything and that's on HBO Max. Everything that's on HBO Max. And uh, I just, you know, I want to be topical. The rest of our friends all enjoy it. So maybe we can bring them in. We can try. We can try. But they, they seem, I don't know. They, every time you know what we, we should do? Talking, we should offer to share our code with them. So that way they can use it whenever they want. That'll be a, a neighborly gesture. Okay. I'm, I'm a little worried about them muddling up our feed, though. Oh, you're afraid they're going to put, like, uh, porn on our watch list? Well, it's Netflix, so no. But, I mean, I'm afraid they're, they're going to watch some just some weird, like, like foreign romance shows that, you know, we don't, we don't want to watch. Oh, that's thing. right. The, everything will be Spanish language after that. Uh, you again with the Spanish, you know how... I, I know how you feel about anything Spanish-related, yeah, anything I, south of the border... Yeah, I mean, because my parent, my mom is Spanish and my dad is Mexican. Yeah, so. that's true. I figured you would know that by now. Well, I I should probably give this to give this information to you right now. They've signed up to bring fajitas for the potluck. I fine, fine. Okay, I'll be more sensitive I, next time. I'll I'll have them bring like uh, just, I'll have them bring a potato salad next time. Fine, just no, just don't. Put out any guacamole, so we don't have to think about it at all. But they—they've already said they're bringing the guacamole with the hat. Cut oh, two. Right. Does, does my hat look good? I, I've got all the guacamole. I think I can carry, but the hat—is it on right? <laughs> it is, and you know what? This is so funny because, like, the punchline is that you spilled the guacamole all over the sombrero. Right, and now and so, I can like, do it they're, again. They're gonna get it immediately. It's gonna kill. And you know what? I'm so excited. We finally watched. Frasier. Yes, we it's did now it. That it's and on it was Netflix. in record time. We watched the entire thing. So we're going to be all caught up for when that conversation comes up, mm -hmm. you know? And, and yeah, so I just think like, this is going to be great. Oh, I volunteered to make fajitas. <gasps> They're going to love that. They're going to love it because, you oh know, I gosh. make mine with cream cheese and lettuce. And that's just the best way to do it. And it's the I mean, only way. I know it's they the told us way. not to bring anything and especially not the guacamole, but I, I think that's because they really wanted us to and they just but couldn't get enough of it. How do we go to a potluck and not bring something? Right? I mean, that had to be just some kind of joke. I mean, you know, I guess they're always thinking about others and like they don't want to put us out. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to, they know we're both so busy with like work and, and, Netflix. And yeah. so I think they just wanted us to, you know, not feel pressured, but I just can't, you know, I wasn't raised that way. No, it's always good to give back. And I mean, it's, this is our opportunity to really shine. And right. I just and don't think my, they, the story just my, didn't land the first couple of times. I don't know. I, I think, I think Dan really likes the guacamole story. I think Dan just really likes anything. He's just being nice. I don't know. Oh, come on. He's great. <sighs> He's okay. always laughing. And I mean, he, you know, he's, I don't think he's ever wet his pants with the guacamole story, but I think I also just have a spastic bladder. And I think that's why I always do that. It's not just because the story is so great. Oh. No, it's hilarious, but I just can't control oh. it. 
Okay. You know I mean, when I laugh, sure. I laugh from like my diaphragm and then that just pushes on my bladder and it's just, I can't help yeah. that. But I mean, after you told me, I kind of been noticing you running. Anytime anybody says a joke, you leave the room and I'm starting to worry it's not just my jokes that make you pee oh. yourself. Oh, honey. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, a, it is something that's triggered by laughter, but like you make me pee the hardest. <laughs> So, uh, Lauren, um, mm-hmm. I've been meaning to talk to you about this this thing you've been doing where you talk with a British accent so you can sound more sophisticated. Right. I mean, you know. I think it's going really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Mm. It's just not that all British accents aren't equal. You know, they're, you're kind of getting a little in the Cockney side of accents there. What? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And, you want to do a little something more, you know, uh, London-y or, you know, in one of the Sherfords or something like that, but not, not cocky. That's, that's not hmm. sounding so significant. I mean, just you know, so sophisticated. Well, okay. I mean, that sounds a little judgmental, but yeah. okay. So um, how about something like this? Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of where we want to steer away from that. That's, uh, you know, you want to do Crikey! Something... <laughs> right, right. That's no, not, that's you, not doing it? You, you're getting to Australia now. You're great with accents. <laughs> you know, you've got a good mm-hmm. mix of them. I just, uh, they come out kind of randomly is the weird thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just don't understand. I mean, all British people sound like that to me. Just, yeah. all right, spot a tea. <laughs> you're right, yeah. I mean, they, that's just what all British people say, yeah. so well, I don't really them, understand. Some of them do say cuppa, cup of tea. Cup of tea? Well, well try a little softer cup of, cup of tea. Cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't feel, I mean, I just, you know, I, I don't really, like, what's an example of, a, of, like, a sophisticated British accent? Well, because, I, again, I'm just feeling a little weird about you saying... Yeah, yeah. I, no, I like that some aren't sophisticated. No, right. I know. And it's a little classist, but you know, yeah. they are kind of classist there in, in England. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I like, for example, like the, the old British professor. Well, you know, the jolly good day, sir. You know, that sort of thing. That sounds mm. much more sophisticated. Yours sounds kind of okay. like just a London street urchin sort of thing. Mm. It's not okay. quite as sophisticated. So maybe oi, something oi. like. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to work now. I want to go out to dinner. What's that? I want to go out to dinner now. Can we go? Where are we going? I'm not getting fish and chips again. But I love fish and chips. Oh, right. But I'm sick of it. I got chimneys to sweep. Oi, Mama, we in the car. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's my yeah. husband. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so you said, like, British professors. So, like, all right, get your <laughs> chimneys sweeped here. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's you're getting there. Um, getting a little gravelly. <laughs>